Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Just another song on the radio. 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 Just another song on the radio.
Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. Um, I should explain that song right there because it kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't introduce it, but that's a song from my old band called Bad Teenage Mustache, and it's called Williamsburger, and it's all about the community of Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which is right across the river from Manhattan, which is where Seth Kennedy is right now. Um, as we speak, if, if you look where it says Midtown Manhattan on this map, and then you just kind of go over to the right in that blue line and just where that little green patch is, um, right there. That's Williamsburg, right towards the uh, northern part of Brooklyn there. And it's – when I lived there back that, in – I have to say, awesome job, Seth. You're going really fast. He's like halfway through. Yeah. It, it Which means our podcast is also halfway through. Well, so. Yeah. Meh. Ish. <laughs> We're close to halfway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Seth is about halfway through with his run, and he's in Williamsburg right now, which it it's really quite the hipster neighborhood in many respects. Uh, it, it, I got priced out of it a long time ago. I got priced out of it in the 90s, if that tells you. This is, a, <laughs> this is one of the original gen- gentrifications of, of time that happened, which Williamsburg. It's been Atlanta. gentrified so long, it's almost going the other way now. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's it's now not cool to be from there anymore. Well, Danny, I have to say. I, that's true, actually. I don't know that I had heard that song before. I absolutely loved it. I really did. Only note. Too much blah, blah, blah. And it's weird <laughs> that on this show where <laughs> there is just too much blah, blah, blah. No, there was just that, w- that one section that I thought the song was over. I was like, 
that was you're you're viewing it through. That's a twenty year old song, you see. So it, back then, people had attention spans for more blah blah blahs. And, and I will say, and, and that's what I was thinking. Like the end of so many songs back then was literally. Let's just do the chorus a hundred and fifty times. I mean, <laughs> exactly. somebody it said up. it was like a, had a, a Beatles vibe, and yeah, Hey Jude is like that. That song's only a, a minute and a half long. <laughs> so and then they do Hey Jude for. I, I want to bring minutes. on a co- one guy that was is actually playing keyboards on that album and a fan of the Washington Nationals, uh, Mr. Johnny Onomatopoeia, and also Uncle Mike, uh, Mets fan and also a music producer in and musician in his own right, and from so, Brooklyn, and from Brooklyn, and right now he's from Brooklyn. And he's and Seth will be shortly heading into Queens while you're on the show, where I know that you spent a lot of time in Queens, Uncle Mike. Uh, I did at Mets games, and you lived there for a bit as well. And uh, Johnny Anamatapia, you're in New York currently, whereas Uncle Mike joins us from uh, California. So we've we've added what a seventh state to this show. Amazing. Something so, like that. Uh, Johnny, what's yeah, that with you? Welcome. Are, you are in New York City, right? Where Where are you exactly? Are you anywhere near where Seth's running right now? Should uh, run outside and see if you see Seth. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I will funny. look. I am close to the marathon path, and uh, last year Jennifer and I saw the marathon go by, and we saw this dude trucking. It was, it's it's uh, mile twenty two. It's the wall. And this guy was running, and his he was running way faster than everyone else, and arms out, and smiling and singing. And then his whole body seized up, and he like hit the ground. So we <laughs> happened to catch, I think it was like this delirium right before uh, his whole body went out. Um, so anyway, he, the they say that happens when you get hypothermia too. Like you just get real peaceful, and then your yeah, entire right. body just goes goes to hell. That sounds exactly. like me when I'm drinking hard liquor. Uh, I get <laughs> I real it. crazy right before I pass out. Uh, and uh, Uncle Mike, uh, have you ever ran a marathon? Ever done anything no, like that? No, uh, no desire to run one. However, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I lived in in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, so the marathon would run straight down Classen Avenue, which was literally maybe like maybe four or five blocks from you know where I live. So we would see it every year. Um, I'll put the map up while, while you're talking I about have, it. You know, I have a couple of friends that have. As a matter of fact, one of the cool meeting spots in Williamsburg is right by the L train stop. It's called Bedford. It's right there in Bedford because the the uh, um, the, uh, the the race goes right up Bedford Avenue when when it goes through Williamsburg into Greenpoint. So I've been there at least three or four times to check it out. Yeah, it's it's cool to watch people run the marathon. I didn't think I would get emotional as it's as cool I to watch people run. It, it, no, normally it isn't. You know, normally well, it's well, not I just that sit interesting. There, no, I normally it makes, no, normally it makes me feel horrible that I'm not running because like I'm just like walking slowly and like looking at my phone and those people are actually exercising. No, it makes me feel me. terrible. But not at the me. marathon. All like I went to the Chicago Marathon and everybody was all lined up around the side, just cheering on their fellow city people, and I was moved by it. Like I thought it was quite a beautiful thing to do. I mean, I didn't go back. I had that experience. That was enough. But <laughs> but it's not going to get better than this. 
yeah, so it, it was just freaking awesome. Like, I, I, I just like when people just go cheer each other out, even if they're strangers. It's just kind of nice. I think but a pro Rock, move for any – Well, one thing. The best part for me is – so I come out of the L train and I see my friend go by and everyone's like waving. Ah! And it's, it's great. And then I get back on the train and I ride it into the city to the end. And you meet your people at the end of in Central Park, and you go like, "Yay!" So it's like I almost, I almost ran it, right? Kinda. <laughs> well, you did a you did a Rosie Ruiz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Great reference, uh, Johnny. What what do you have to add? You you were about to say something. When you're cheering on the people, it's when they put their name on their shirt while they're running. So it'll be like, go, Danny, go. And the whole time they're running the marathon, people are going, go, Danny, go. And I think psychologically it works. And it's fun as a as a as someone uh, watching the race. You're like, yeah, go. <laughs> Cubby I, would, I would absolutely be the person who, like, picks my favorite guy at the marathon and, like, that's my dude. That's my horse right there. Yeah, I think you can follow people on the app, too. I, I don't yes. know if it's. Yes, if you your GPS in the phone or something is linked up or if it's just um, – I've also seen, like, some guy that's on, like, mile eight that's just still limping and thinks he could finish. That and would be like, like, oh, that's bro. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly – you just want to – feel so bad because he trained for this, you know. That's why, you know, I, there's no way I could – I think I could run 26 miles. No. I, Oh, God, if you ever see me running, y'all better be running as well because there is something chasing me. <laughs> There's something coming. Get out. I'll bite uh, you. I, I used to listen to a podcast, and these guys had this guy on, and just they were just, you know, bullshitting. And the guy claimed that he could run a marathon. He's like, yeah, I could just run one right now. And they're like and, – and he was a runner. Like he would run like five or six miles a day, you know? And they're like, no, no, you couldn't, you know? So they literally, he's like, no, I'll do it. And so like the next week they did, he ran 26 miles and like wow. almost killed himself. Like he almost Yeah, died. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure that's how the first marathon happened. Yeah. He, he yeah, in the first marathon, the guy did die, I think. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he, so he just up and just was like, a five mile a day runner. He's like, I could do it, and he and he did it. But yeah, he he smoked himself pretty hard. But ended up getting because of this. He he was like a stand up comedian and stuff too. He got a sponsorship. They they sent him shoes, uh, and they said, No, we want you to like train for this and see if you could beat that like what you just did. And they sent him shoes, and they kind of did a thing, and he made a little money out of it. Yeah, them. all right. Well, as long as he got money before almost dying, I guess it's worth it. Well, no, uh, no, no, no. He almost died, and then he got then paid, he got- and then he had to run another marathon. And then he got oh, sponsored by a coffin company. This was during <laughs> – yeah. This, this was during the pandemic. This was – like all of this stuff happened with – like they just had to go out in the street and run because they weren't having races and stuff. Well, Brought speaking to you by New Balance and Rose's Funeral Home. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, teams that died during the race, um, let's right now. Uh, Seth's about to run in Queens, Yay. and uh, the Mets certainly ran into the toilet this year. They um, ran into a wall. Yeah. What happened with the Mets, Uncle Mike? 
And um, yeah, what happened? Are, what what do you feel for the future of this of this squad that is going to be quite different? Maybe well, come next year. Well, first of all, I thought you had me on to talk about Seth and the marathon. I, I didn't I didn't think we were going <laughs> to. Yeah, we don't want to bring him down while he's trying to run twenty six miles. I suppose uh, Uncle Mike came. He has notes. He has marathon notes, like a whole book yeah, like, full of them. He, yeah, I do. I was all prepared, like Fred LeBeau, the founder of the New York City Marathon. Okay. Not since Ruzi Ruiz have we heard such a reference. He, he did pass Talk away. about anything in the piece. world but trading Max Scherzer. Um, what happened to the Mets? Um, Edwin Diaz had this accident like right before the season. And it seemed like that was the beginning of the end for us. Um, It it was certainly a, it certainly set a bad note to the beginning of the season. If anybody listening doesn't quite remember, he was uh, participating in the world baseball classic and they were celebrating a win. Um, He had just like closed out a really big game. His brother came up, they were hugging, they were jumping. His brother stepped on his foot and he jumped and it did awful things to his foot and that's what took him out for the season yeah and uh well said well well uh, played there and to be honest with you that's that's kind of like what happened to us i think it was really uh over before it began uh on the bright side of things um well said so do the bad stuff first no on the bright side of, of it all i think we have a catcher for for life uh, with uh, francisco alvarez um, and that was a prospect of ours, and it was one uh, a player that uh, that we drafted, and 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 everyone was saying, "Bring up Francisco; he's going to do well." And you know what? He did. He did pretty good. He uh, almost four hundred at bats this year, uh, twenty five home runs, um, and we are happy that we now have a, a catcher. Now, the, on the other side of the fence, it's like, where did our pitches go? <laughs> you know, the promise was Verlander and Max, and, and everyone had us, you know, taking the East, possibly, but in the pennant. And how many games did Verlander or Max actually play for us at some point? Um, yeah. But, that did not work. Yeah, but Uncle Mike, I mean, come on. Yes. The other... I think silver lining in it is uh, the front office and, and the ownership there smart. They did not sit there and, you know, tuck away the pocketbook and just say, Oh, we screwed up and now we're done. No, they took those guys and they said, you know what? We're going to eat this money, I guess, sort of, but really they're just using that player capital to go get a farm system. Yes. They just stocked that farm system with all those guys. And I have to say, so it, maybe you guys know somebody else has done this. It's the first time I've ever seen a team do that. Just like, Oh, let's just dump everybody right now. Pull every uh, minor leader that we can. I know a team that kind of did that. The Washington Nationals, as soon as they won the World Series, um, dismantled their team almost immediately. That was more of a my. That was more of a Miami 
uh, Marlins. I'm sorry, Florida Marlins uh, situation. But but the- it, it still it killed to to watch Philly in the playoffs, and you've got Schwarber. I know he's associated with the Cubs, but recently a National, and then my mm-hmm. boy Trey Turner. I was then, gonna ask you about Trey Turner because you you did. He's your favorite guy. And then Harper, the top three of the Phillies, and then you're watching Scherzer the other night pitch. So I know I know these folks have been everywhere, but but that 2019 Nationals winning team had so many players in the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Cubs. The Cubs had a bunch of guys on the Phillies too. Uh, so at least Dodgers, right? That's Seager. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Phillies were just like, okay, who's won a World Series recently? Let's go buy those guys. And you know, I, I got to give credit to Daddy Warbucks over there, being like, <laughs> "Hey, man, this is a sunk cost. Let's go buy some babies and see what they turn into." Um, hey, I, I what, think it's a smart way to I'm sorry, um, um, infield fly girl. Um, yeah. What do you, I have to ask you guys? Uh, were you guys surprised when uh, when Buck Showalter sort of was not asked back, or? Those are fall on your sword situations. Sometimes you never know what's what happened with that. I mean, I would love to have a a guy like Buck on the team, but it seems like on our team he's available. Because, he's available. Well, again, <laughs> so I understand, but usually, unfortunately, right now what's happening is these older guys are getting the heave ho. And the celebrity manager is going to be a thing of the past, and this thing's going to be run like a corporate boardroom, more yep. or less. And there's going to be, you know, the, a, a decision made with a bunch of people, not just one manager who just feels in his gut what's going to be. You but know? is that what you saw with the Rangers? Wasn't no Bo- Bochi is a, Bochi is a dinosaur. Guy. That, yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. But he just won, so it worked. I mean, it's not like Tusky. you said like right. And th- Dusty Tusky. did it last year. Yeah. Uh, hey, Johnny, uh, since we're talking about managers leaving, isn't Davey Martinez out? I don't know if he is yet, but I think everyone's contract up is up and the general okay, manager is I, done. I actually heard uh, rumors that we might – that uh, the Nationals might interview Green, who is the Cubs bench coach now. Like what What the hell are they thinking? Like it didn't work with Davey Martinez, so they're going to go to the next guy? (laughs) There's a weird thing happening in Washington where the team is for sale. And so that's one reason they got rid of Soto because they were like, let's just clean the books. They're still for sale? Yes. So I think. Hold on. You were telling us this two and a half years ago, I think. I think they've just been trying to clear the clear the books, and so they might just keep some of those figurehead people in, and then let the new. You know, it's sort of like when you're selling your house, and you're like, should I redo the kitchen now to get an extra ten grand out, or let the new owners put in the fridge they want? So Dude, I think they're I totally screwed up with my last house, and I tried to redo the like. I thought there was a problem with the floor, and I was like, I'll just fix this little spot. I had to fucking redo the whole thing, and then <laughs> I'm not. A carpenter, and so like I just screwed that whole floor up. <laughs> and then you had to pay somebody anyway. <laughs> and then I moved out, and I'm like, "That's just yours, man." So imagine Soto is that. Imagine Soto is that little spot that needs to be fixed, and yeah. then <laughs> two and a half years well, later, how? What what are they saying? I know you listen to a lot of Washington radio, so like, what what are they saying? Are they saying they're close because? The Mets, a couple years away, they're saying, but the Nats, like, what, what are they saying with those guys? They're not even trying. It's just a, it's a holding pattern. It's not even like, oh, in three years or three years away. It's just, it's, 
tanked. Do you know anything about their minor league? They like have you heard anything? Well, this year they started with and we talked about this. He's number three in the pipeline and all this pipeline talk and like number one for number three in pipeline and then none of them work. And if someone's good, the the Nats get rid of them, trade them away. And get younger? Like, are they just trying to kick the can oh, down yeah. the road? It's, and It's all 23-year-olds with names that sound like uh, rental cars. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Prism Chasem. Bob Avis. Bob Hertz. So at least the Mets will have the Nationals to beat up on uh, 12, 13 times a year. So you'll have that going it's for It's true. You. The Nats are the Marlins of the – wait. Well, the, Mar- the Marlins weren't that bad. They almost made it. Well, they did make it. And they're in the same division. They can't be the Marlins of their division because that's already the Marlins. The Marlins. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out this whole Phillies thing because this is two years in a row. They've come back from the dead literally during the regular season and just hopped over everybody, you know, and they wound up in the L and and the NDLS, right? And then the NCLS. Yes. Yeah. And they're scary. You know, are the Mets going to be as good as the Phillies again next year? Well, I think, I think the Phillies have, have cornered, uh, a really important baseball strategy, which is to be fun and hit home runs. Songs <laughs> and vibes. That's all it is. Right. They're like, if we just hit a lot of home runs, people will show up to the ballpark to see our, our big boys hit bombs. Song brigade. Yeah. And if we're, if, if we, if it works out right, if we can manage these guys properly, we will get in with the last wildcard spot and make a long run. So who he had had the Diamondbacks? <laughs> Whoever did in Vegas just uh, well at least to get to it. If you even had the Diamondbacks to get there, you made some money. Probably not so much. Uh, uh, probably not. Who's gonna? If you're gonna bet the Diamondbacks, you're not gonna just be like Diamondbacks to win the NLCS. <laughs> not, you, you know, you're not betting that. You're betting them to win the World Series because you're a Diamondbacks fan. So right. I, I don't think you got that. Unbelievable. But, what do you think of the idea that the Diamondbacks were even there? I mean, that a team that won eight, only 84 games got to play in the postseason tournament and end up in the World Series. Well, I, I'm an old school guy, but you know what? If you get hot the right, if you get hot at the right time, man, God bless you. You know that's just the way it is. I mean, I'm out here in LA, you guys, and Dodger fans are really upset. You know they're 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 about to jump out the window. They get swept. Window jumped off the. It's it's crazy, and you know they've been talking about firing their manager for the last three years. I I can only imagine what's going to happen in in this (laughs) offseason floor. This Uh this dude has done nothing but take them to the NLCS for like eight straight years (laughs) and one World Series and uh, or one World Series victory and like three World Series, all this stuff. And they've been talking about getting rid of him for three years. Yeah, it's. it's I do have to give a, a shout out to our good friends over at Cespedes Barbecue because he says, "Judge this, Pujols that, Dodgers juggernaut, whatever." I'm focused on crafting my 2023 NL champion Arizona Diamondbacks hot take. This was on September 22nd of 2022. Wow. Mm. Oh, so 22. All right. <laughs> 
Hold so on. Fun. That was before the World Series last year. Yep. Yep. Holy crap. That's. Wow. I was like, hey, well done. I think Did he gonna... say that about every team? Screenshot <laughs> it and erase it? 30 tweets. I'm going to do that <laughs> yeah. right now. I, I'm going to do that right now. Do all 30 teams <laughs> tweet it out, screenshot it so I have it for later. That's it. You know what? I have a Blue Sky account. I'll do it on there because nobody will see it. And then I'll pull it out and nobody will be able to, like, check the receipts. Johnny, how did you like the new format with the participation trophy? Everybody plays uh, round robin thing they did. It gets long. Yeah. Like, is that That's what we're the, talking about? Yeah, yeah I mean, le- the it's last game long. was last night, November 1st, and it could have gone till November, what, 5th, 6th? And then when you had those series that were swept, there's two or three nights off where there's no baseball. Yeah. and. It's, it's always too on long. a weekend for some reason. That was just bad scheduling. Well, I guess they're afraid of football. That's the other thing that like they don't want to put the world the playoffs up against football. That, that's pretty <laughs> funny because it's like regular season football, and we're not even like towards the end where it's like more exciting. We're like just smack dab in the middle of the season. It's yeah, doesn't... and it's like the Bears and the Bengals, and they're just like, ah, oh, we can't go against that. They'd still the Bears and Bengals would get four times as many viewers <laughs> as a Dodgers Yankees game seven. It would. Like that's yeah. yeah that's well, they should consider. I don't know putting the World Series games on the app that everybody pays to watch baseball on. Yeah, yeah, that would that would help. But also, they could run commercials during the Bears and Bengals games that says if you change the channel. The World Series is on, and you might get a lot of people to change that channel because the Bears suck. <laughs> yeah, hey, I would, Mark, I'll tell you my, my opinion. I don't like it. Let's go back to one wild card team, and that's it, man. I, I just think it's a little bit too much. If you, um, yeah, yeah partly like it. it cheapens the regular season. Also, the, yeah, the I don't like it. And, it, and it also screws up the regular season in this way, in that. The Cubs didn't really add that much at the trade deadline, and a lot of teams just kind of stood pat, and they're like, well, we're good enough to maybe get in if we get that hot streak. Good point. It changes the whole dynamic of what is getting the dial card. I've I've been screaming this since I heard they were changing the rule to that, and it's like if half of the teams are getting in, then you only need to try to be better than half the teams. Yep. Yeah. And it's not quite. It's going to end up being a race to the middle. Middle? Nope. Yep. I was actually I was saying that stuff back when they were talking about making a universal DH. It's I have a tweet. I have a tweet from 2014 where I put that out there. Yeah. No. As Pull soon it up. as you, as I soon as you make the universal rule, you make the leagues exactly the same, and then pretty soon it's the NFL because the NFL has. Technically, there was two different leagues, and then they merged them, and it doesn't matter. Nobody knows that there's any difference anymore, and that's what you get with baseball now. And I hated that, as everyone knows, but I think at this point, if you're going to do it this way, you actually need to go all the way. You need to get rid of divisions altogether, get rid of... Uh, all of that, and then you just you play everyone all You're the your time. own thing, no divisions, no divisions. You just play in the top six teams in each league get into the tournament, but you also have 
a league champion, right? So, I mean, that, that's not really different than what's happening. <laughs> that's that's exactly no, no, how no, it's no, no. Like you get a re- <laughs> it's like soccer where you get a regular season champion. The the American League and the National League do not exist anymore. Right, you right. just have one oh, all thirty teams in the top all thirty teams teams. Yeah, and you you have a a, a regular season champion. But then you also have a postseason tournament, and that's the top twelve teams. Wow. And then there's a so which is kind of how soccer does it, right? You have a a champion of the regular season, but then they have like a champions tournament or some shit after it. Well, the AL East would have been all over it, you know, like yeah. it, it, they, and then, a, and then the they can all make- get in, and you don't have some of this dumb shit, right? And I think I worked it out every division champion that we had this year would have made it in, but Cleveland would have been like 11th instead of having home field advantage. Cleveland. I, I think this, whoever, whoever the fuck won, or Minnesota, maybe. Yeah. Minnesota. Sorry. I don't know. I mean, I think Does what anybody that care would who help won the is central and AL? No. I, I think that would help incentivize like the central teams to try to be good enough to beat the AL East teams because now they don't have to just be better than the White Sox. I got the standings up there for everybody to take a look at. They've they've gone, they're kind of in that halfway point right now. And I don't think this halfway point works. Like I, well, Seattle makes it probably in that scenario. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, because they had a better record than Minnesota. Minnesota's out at that point. Yep. So, and that's, you know, that's a little bit more fair, um, I I guess, because they just won more games and considering they're playing everybody. And in the NL, um, I I guess, is there, there's really not a bad division winner. So NL went how it would have gone anyway, I think. See, and, and I think most people know that I skew a bit more traditional on the oh, baseball. But you're saying no s- switch. Okay. But I'm actually saying man, move all the way. Throw it throw throw it all in. One league, 30 teams, everybody plays and the top 12 teams get a tournament thing, but we also have a champion at the end of the year that's just Would that also mean that teams would face other teams they don't see as often? I mean, of course. I mean, we've already made that change. Yeah, make mm-hmm. maybe even play. I mean, yeah. You, just, well, you wouldn't have to worry about your division rivals, right? Because you know how they have to have like thirteen. You'll games. kill rivalries, which is stupid yeah. to do. Yeah, it's dumb to do. You know, it but would they, kill. It would kill rivalries, but they kind of don't I give think, a shit about that anyway. I think you. I think your regional rivalries are still going to be the same. Like like Wrigley Field and the. Whatever the frick the Brewer Stadium is called now, um, they're never going to be like further away from each other, right? Like it's still going to be easy enough to go and buy tickets to a Brewers game and go and harass the fans there. Like, I, I think those I think those regional rivalries where it's like, ah, I can't believe the damn Blue Jays or fans are in my ballpark again. It, like I think would, those rivalries will still exist. It would absolutely devastate the Brewers though because. We they would pay have their a bills. lot less games against the Cubs where they would actually have fans in their park. I guess they'll just have to be interesting <laughs> enough for other fans to go there. So we've, I, I don't we've know. Got what, a... what, what do you guys think? You guys are NL East guys. If that happened, it would make 
the Nationals Mets situation lessen, would that make any difference to you guys? Do you guys even as NL East foes, do you even care about yeah, who's, the Mets or the Nationals? Yeah, who's your rival? I, I, I was going to say because I, I, I'm looking at it like, to be honest with you, and I could be old school by saying this, but our rivals are obviously the Phillies, um, but they're also Atlanta um, to a certain extent, the Cardinals, you know, St. Louis. Imagine if like the Dodgers are, are as, as much as we don't play them a, a lot during the year, but there's a because of, because of the Dodgers being part of New York and Brooklyn back in the day. Those those games are huge. You see Dodger mm-hmm. fans all, all through City Field. So our rivals are, are really. I mean, our rivals are not the Nationals, to be honest with you. And, it, and, and obviously, they're not the Yankees. Um, but our 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 rivals are sort of out of towners. You know, maybe Midwest teams as well as as an LA team. How about Johnny, who who are the Nationals' rivals? The, the Orioles? No, Uncle, Uncle Mike's totally got it. Yeah. The, I think the uh, the Nats rivalry is is internal, you know. It's just uh, <laughs> it's sure sure is on the bench. Chill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it's you know the 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 Nationals are a a moved team, an expansion club, whatever. However, it's looked at, and so there isn't that doesn't go back. And Uncle Mike's totally right. You know, like the I feel the rivalry. Because I lived in Los Angeles, and so I rooted for the Nats against L.A. And I've got family that roots for the Mets here in New York. And so you've got those little things that are just personal to you. But I, there's no one coming to, to Nats Park with the other jersey on in Phil Flagrill. You know, it's like they're not coming in. Right. So well, just, just for being brings bad. up a point. Uh, the Nats rivals are the Rangers and Twins, and what he's what he means by that is that the Washington Senators relocated both to Minnesota and to Texas. Yeah, it right. was DC celebrating that Rangers win last night. Like that's our team! <laughs> Yay! Finally, well, and fuck the Expos. Going, We're Rangers if you're now. Going that route, you could go with the Marlins as well. Yeah. The, what's up with DC? <laughs> like. All these senators, <laughs> not the Nationals, yeah. the senators. Yeah. Well, you get the senators, but you also get the Expos that went to. No, the Expos ended up. The... Florida was just an expansion team, I think. Yeah, yeah. but the yes. Expos owners moved them to Washington and then sold them to go buy. The no, the Expos Florida. became the the Nationals. I thought. Yeah, Expos became the Nationals, but the owners sold the Nationals and bought. Florida or some shit. Oh, okay. Here's the unique thing about Washington, D.C., is that it is a transient town, and every yeah. two and four years, a whole new group of people comes in and their support. And, of course, some people make their home there, like my family, but there's enough people coming in from every other city that it's hard to keep a good sports town. Like, you don't have the generational thing happening as much there. So people don't Yeah, nobody's, sure. like, from there. So yeah, Johnny, it's, kind of weird. it's 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 a you know, quote unquote like you said regional and it's a government town and yeah. it's heavily population African American, but let's think about it. It's a hockey town. <laughs> the capital right. are the draw in that town. 
They will. And the, and the, commanders. <laughs> the commanders too, don't they like the commanders? And the commanders, that? Redskins. I'm sorry, yeah, Redskins. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. You just got canceled. Uncle Mike. Yeah, you're, uh, you're canceled, buddy. <laughs> you're done. I thought, I honestly thought that the Washington football team thing was perfect and they should have just rolled with it. Like, that I totally They'll go back agree. to it. I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm putting it on here. It's going back. It's going back. New I owners. Love I love that, that name. You know what's amazing is that they can use Washington football team as their throwback jersey now. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a <funny>. bad jersey. <laughs> So uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll say goodbye to you guys because I know, uh, well, Johnny, you're on the East Coast, so it's getting late out there and everything. But I wanted to check, wanted you to come on and, uh, you know, just share your thoughts on the on the uh, NL East. Any any uh, final thoughts for Seth as he runs? Yes, and I will he say this. Hitting, he, he's hitting the Queensboro Bridge right around now. He might be just past it or – Towards or right on it, or I don't know what he's doing, but he's feeling uh, Uncle groovy. Mike rocking the Knicks hat right now. <laughs> Seth, the Knicks, they, I feel, they, feel guilty because I ran a half marathon once, and it's such stolen valor because it has the word marathon in it. And if you just roll, oh, that was like half, half a comment. They should call it something different. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I'm. Uh, I support Seth. Go for it. Go Seth. Go Seth. Um, Mike, any parting words for Seth as he uh, runs Seth, over the the Queensboro Bridge? Uh, don't pick up any wooden nickels. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great advice because there's wooden nickels all over the East Side. We we if there's one thing I know, it is the Manhattan. East Side is known for the wooden nickels that fall from the trees near Gracie Mansion. Uh, so, um, hey, you know, we'll have you on again, of course, in the off season. Uh, we'd love to talk before the season starts, Johnny. And I'll definitely be in New York before too long. I'm trying to plan a trip out there so we can all hang out and have fun. But, and Uncle Mike, I hope to see you too because you live in Los Angeles and it's warm there when it's cold here. It's a it's another sunny day in LA. Come on out. I uh, love the San Ranto crew. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Catch me on X or and or IG at Bill's Kid. Yeah, double L S K I D at Bill's Kid. Follow Uncle Mike and uh, Johnny. People can't really follow you. You're not a social media guy, right? Johnny, I'm on Friendster where I made a lot of predictions. Screenshot them all. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we'll be right back. And we'll be right back with Mike Waller from the Cubs PS Plus podcast. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. Do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sunranto swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt. Bump uglies in a ranter long sleeve. Ride the skin busted tuna town in a dabbing cubes fan shirt. Take gold one eye to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sunranto swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors 
to choose from. Plus, at Sunrise's Swag Store, you'll find Vintage John Baker Day, Designated Hater and Matt Camerer drawn Rally City designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags, and hats. Go to sunrancho.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing the soft taco in no time. sunrancho.com slash swag guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing Sunrancho swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. Sunrancho swag is not responsible for your sexual life. Sunrancho swag is for entertainment purposes only. Stuff. Hey, Cubs fans, at Amazon.com do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sun Ranto Show by shopping through SunRanto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to SunRanto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your stuff. Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the Sun Ranto Show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto Show buy all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the cups and other stuff. Plus, you could win a monthly prize if some of your stuff. is chosen for Amazon stuff. of the month. And if you win, we'll send you more sunranto.com slash That address again is sunranto.com slash All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. <laughs> 